0: Welcome to Track Listing, the podcast where a musician, a comedian, and a painter talk about old albums for some reason. I'm Nick. I'm Chris. <laughs> I'm Caleb. <laughs> Welcome, guys. <laughs> Great job.
1: Yeah, job. Nailed it. <laughs> Wasn't looking. The one time I should. We be finally looking. got the one that we can just we can just like record and have at the beginning of every <laughs> yeah. episode. Yeah. Nailed it.
0: How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: okay. we're in steamy Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. Ready to uh, this? This is Nick's pick this week.
0: I've got a pick this week, guys. Yeah. I'm gonna let you intro it. Sure. I'll bring down that music. <laughs> I, I
2: don't know about you guys. I can't hardly wait for this pick. What's uh, your pick, though?
0: Oh, you just blew the big reveal. What? No. Sweet, Chris. <laughs> I've got the soundtrack for Can't Hardly Wait.
2: Can't Hardly Wait.
0: One of the movies that started the late '90s teen movie craze. Yeah. Did it start it? Uh. So basically. The movie was born out of uh, the writing team, this uh, duo named Harry Elfont and Deborah Kaplan. They were just crushed, it. frustrated with the film and TV biz at the time, Ugh. and just over <laughs> it. Pretty And they they said, <laughs> "Let's let's try writing I, and directing our own our own thing."
1: I think I saw somewhere that the guy maybe he passed away recently or something. I think he was, like, a lot older than her. <laughs> 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 I think he was, at this point, probably, like, a 50-year-old man writing about high school students. Yeah. They I, had
0: they finished the um, screenplay just as uh, Scream came out. Oh, okay. Wow. And, you know, that kind of started this whole new thing. So they had no problem, you know, shopping around this script yeah. because uh, scripts for teen movies were just, in high demand at the yeah, time. Yeah, they
2: were eating them up. Which... I mean, this is one of the movies parodied in not another teen movie. Which right. is like kind of
1: Yeah, I guess so. I kind of when I think of this movie it's like very nineties in that uh now I feel like uh, through just enlightenment and the internet we've we've identified a kind of subculture of toxic masculinity, which is the the <laughs> nerd who if only the, the hot girl would notice me. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah which yeah. is like such a terrible Impulse and also screenwriting. It's like some screenwriter putting himself like, oh yeah, she's like a hot preppy and I'm a weird nerd, but like, I'm sure that it would work out if she would just dump the hot guy. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, what's
2: important on. is is to blame the woman for not liking you. That's, <laughs> what, that's, that's the main thing. Is I mean, if, I, if a woman doesn't like you, blame her first and foremost, and then really just remove yourself from society as a whole. And resent everybody involved uh, instead of you know maybe focusing on yourself and like trying to make yourself a better person. I don't know, like working just, out,
1: working out. Yeah, you know, just so <laughs> or talking, talking out. to the girl you have a crush on.
2: Perhaps you know, perhaps maybe. I, um, I haven't
1: seen the movie. I don't. Well, I've probably seen it like rerun on uh, on cable here and there, but mm-hmm. I think if you if you watch the movie, it's actually kind of sweet. But I think that the idea of a middle-aged man writing about it, thinking about the the girl that never noticed him, is really creepy to me.
2: (laughs) Well, it's, it's the, like, every single thing that she does when she walks into the classroom, like, is something that he's doing. Like, she pulls out a toaster strudel, just like mine. She sits down and, like, is listening to this, just like me. And then the first person to talk to her is Mike Dexter, and they dated all high school. So yeah. I had no chance of ever even talking to her one time.
1: <laughs> oh. Well, this has been a pretty good episode. I think that about wraps it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah all right. Should
0: we take a break? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> That'll take us into the first track. We're here to talk about the soundtrack, after yeah. all. Yeah, not the movie. Come Great on, soundtrack. I like this is um, the soundtrack. Third Eye Blind with Graduate. Oh. There we go. <laughs> Quintessential, now that's what I call 90s. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! I see YouTube. Dude, it's gonna be the best summer ever, man.
2: <laughs> we're gonna live forever. Dude, yeah!
0: You guys
1: were like nodding your heads, and I was shaking my head. <laughs> yes. All those
0: Different eras. Caleb is
1: already getting frustrated with the us. The funny thing is, that Caleb's I'm, a lot younger than we are. <laughs> yes. I think I'm the age of the characters in the movie, essentially.
2: Yeah. 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 So when it when did you? See, I did not graduate, but when did you graduate?
1: <laughs> I graduated in 99. This okay. was in 98. Yeah. I think I might have seen Third Eye Blind. This was a period when I was living outside of Portland, and I would go to little shows of, like, up-and-coming bad grunge knockoff bands. God and damn I can't man. even i can't even keep track of which ones I saw. I definitely saw, like, Eve <laughs> 6, if that rings yeah. any bells. Of
2: course. Uh, <laughs> beautiful out. Oblivion. But I rendez- think... Yeah. Yeah. Rendezvous. <laughs> But I think I, I might have seen
1: third eye... I I remember in high school, I, I didn't like third eye blind. I remember the lead singer would... When he performed, he would be uh, barefoot. And he would, like, stomp around, like, holding the mic stand in a really annoying way. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys... How do you guys feel about third eye blind?
0: I, mean, I never went in that direction when I was a kid, honestly. So, it's... It's so
2: funny. I mean, thinking that, like... Yeah, I six seven year age gap would mean these are oldies every, would these are oldies for you everything <laughs> would mean everything when it comes to liking third eye blind but like yeah dude Jumper came out when I was like in carpool and I was like hey mom 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 no go back go back to the edge turn this up yeah yeah, yeah. we all like this song
0: you know I think that song was Love big dude. when I was in like sixth or seventh grade
2: I definitely jammed that song dude. it's yeah. uh it's like when I graduate middle school yeah
1: it's fine. I don't. I don't really like them that much. But it. I mean, it is an iconic. They have that song, and then whatever their big hit is. I remember. I feel like still. Jumper,
2: right? Is it? I don't.
0: Simmy charm. Simmy charm kind of, life. Kind of, kind of yeah, life. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: and then. Step out from that ledge, my friend. I step would back. understand. Step out from, from that ledge. Like, Be yeah. a different <laughs> message <laughs> Jump, jump, jump. Ben <laughs> <hailing>, dude!
0: Just it <laughs> well, What are you waiting
2: for?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so in my mind a little bit of an inauspicious beginning to the I mean but it's pure 90s I mean I I will say that that is a song that came out around the time that this was a movie about high schoolers and that they picked a song that's still kind of iconic for that period
2: oh yeah man and like also, we'll have to dive into this maybe on a different episode, but I uh, oh, no. imagine <laughs> your your high school experience was so much different because it was pre cell phone, pre internet, correct? I mean, internet existed. Yeah. I, did, I didn't have a cell phone. No, all right, yeah, I guess. I mean, like internet the way we use it now. Yeah, yeah. A
0: well, well, pre instant messenger.
2: Uh, yeah. Pre Facebook. Pre. Pre Facebook.
1: Uh, probably pre MySpace. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Jesus. Jesus. What a world, man.
0: Let's listen to track number 2. <laughs> just can't get enough of you, baby, by Smash Mouth.
2: Ooh yeah. <laughs> now this was used in a lot of movies, I want to say. Yeah.
0: So much licensing for Smash Mouth. Oh
2: my gosh. Well,
1: I have yeah. so every week I feel like I I do a takedown of an unnecessary cover that's on a soundtrack. Right, and as like unlikable as Smash Mouth is, like I feel like this is actually kind of a remarkable cover—not remarkable, but it is like it's a cover of an old song that they're doing in their own style. It's not like just a lazy. They wanted this song on the soundtrack.
2: No, I thought thought they added a lot to it. And that's like three quarters (laughs) of
1: Smash Mouth's career is is like kind of like Um, you're like update like covers, '90s covers.
2: Now, Um, oh, sorry,
0: good, good. Have you seen Smash Mouth in the news lately? Do you know what's going on? Well, there's they're constantly
1: feuding on Twitter. I don't (laughs) know if anybody knows exactly. There's a Smash Mouth musical in the works. Do you guys know about this?
0: So I know some people that are involved in this. Um... So they they just finished doing a, uh, a workshop. They for, are the
1: Carol King of the '90s.
0: So here, get that. No, no. Beautiful. The, the name of the show is All Star. Of course. The best Broadway musical. And the music in the show is just the song All Star over and over again in different styles. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. 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 Wait. What? And they
0: used the the lyrics for the song to, like, you know, weave in and out of uh, storyline. But, you know, in theory, I was like, oh, that could be kind of funny if it was, like, you know, kind of short. This is a (laughs) four-act production. (laughs) No joke. This is, like, a real thing.
2: Well, this is what I think is going on, is that there is this crazy... I mean, this is not what I think... This is what's happening right now, is that there is this crazy subculture on YouTube that is... All-Star, like, put to different things. Like, it'll be, like...
0: One-note version. The steamed
2: ham uh, there was thing a, happening. The Simpsons. There was a
1: weird meme where it's just the some... body Just that first part. <laughs> right. And they would, like, put it to things.
2: But now, like, search, like, Smash Mouth All-Star... <laughs> And it's, like, to every song you could ever imagine. <laughs> or, like, you know, like, the full metal jacket drill sergeant scene. And it's, like... <laughs> like, it's... Technology has progressed and that people can do that, and this is the one song that they've latched onto, for whatever reason. There's but a- it's ubiquitous, and it's crazy.
0: So our last guest, Van Hughes, um, was at a college party recently. And he said that... <laughs> Wait, what? It was He was out of town doing some... <laughs> play yeah, uh, I, don't, yeah, I, don't know. I don't know so Do you
1: want this going out so
0: you know before I heard this story I, I had heard this version of All Star that someone on YouTube had put together that was just it's just all in one note pretty insane classic yeah. the note of C and he said he's at this party and in the middle of the party everyone breaks out into singing All Star and they were all singing it one note <laughs> like, well, it's dude, like, dude it's search t- t- happening
2: search steamed hams uh, <laughs> steamed hams all star and you'll get what I'm talking about this is like what they've done too like they'll just do like a scene in the yeah this yeah. the like Seymour the Skinner and Superintendent Chalmers <laughs> <laughs>
0: Who knew that this song would have such a long life? Oh my
1: god! There's something like I said. Smash Mouth has a Twitter account that's very active. Yeah, it's it, they're feuding all the time. They had a feud with the Oakland <laughs> well, Athletics fighting. for some reason, <laughs> and it was like the Oakland Athletics like PR team was kind of like trying to josh around, and like Smash Mouth was just like belligerent. And then the funny thing is that I keep reading articles about Smash Mouth, but like nobody's ever like, is it that lead singer or is it? Does anybody know who's in charge of the account?
2: I mean, I'm, it's got to be the lead singer. I'm looking at his face I right now. I assume it's the lead you know? singer, <laughs> but it like... could just
1: be like the bass player. Like, th- like the odds that the lead singer is the guy well, exactly. that wants to be on Twitter. Yeah. That's, that's I don't know. True. Well, maybe. But somebody is fuck, and they're they're very online in like a fun way. Here's what I'm thinking
2: is happening with Smash Mouth is that. <laughs> All this, like, you know, people have latched onto them for whatever reason, and this is why the musical might be getting made, is that... Insane. They're, like, Smash Mouth themselves is, like, hey, Hollywood, hey, everybody, look at the numbers, okay? Look at the numbers. <laughs> this is how much you've been licensed. This is how popular we are based on, like, this criteria, this criteria. If there's something... If there's if, they can One sal- of the things like, they that is so
1: extremely, like, late 90s, they're, like... They are kind of emblematic of that. And yeah. also, there was a weird meme culture going around about Shrek right. in the years when Shrek weren't making movies, where yeah. people were doing all sorts of disturbing Shrek things online. Yeah. And they had like Shrek maybe two is or three Shrek big <laughs> Shrek hits. Yeah. Like All Star was in Shrek. They had like... Yeah, all over that um, Shrek. That uh, uh, was it the monkeys song they covered was on Shrek. yeah, yeah. Uh, when I saw her face yeah. <laughs> yeah. A what,
0: yeah. a,
1: what a weird band, man Oh, oh man. good
0: luck to Smash Mouth getting that show off the ground And I hope you guys find more investors I want to
1: congratulate, I want to congratulate <laughs> Nick for not even mentioning Guy Fieri once during the Smash Mouth <laughs> You're welcome, you're welcome
0: That'll take us into track three It's Damn It by Blink-182 I didn't
2: realize this was what that song was called Yeah I thought this was growing up. I thought this was growing up. Oh, that's what that's it's the called. lyric in the song. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I'm actually... Every, everybody talks about me having like a good memory, but I never remember song names, which is going to make this podcast a real chore.
0: <laughs> now, Blink-182 musical, where it's just Why the intro happened? to What's My Age Again, yeah. for four acts, played oh. on different tribal instruments. <laughs> well, <laughs> Now that I would watch.
2: Give them like six or seven more years to kind of get older. And then they'll be like, we don't want to go on tour. (laughs) We just move our families to New York for like a year. Let's just do some more of that like
0: punk Broadway bullshit.
1: I think I was maybe a year or two too old for Blink-182 where I hated them because their whole thing was like, because they were were very present on MTV and their whole thing was kind of like a fuck you to, to like boy bands and stuff. Yeah. But they were so obviously just another version of a boy yeah, band. I was going to say, it just completely manufactured. They were like, they were <laughs> dating the same people. They were like, <laughs> I mean, they were a real band, but they were, you or know, a boy band that played instruments. I yeah. Mean, you know, <sighs> I <don't sighs> maybe, know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Do you guys I, like, am them? I giving
2: them enough credit?
1: I feel like people like younger than songs. me are like into them.
0: I, I owned Intima of this date when I was uh, in middle school.
2: Yeah. I remember like thinking this was cool music as a kid. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I think never, they're talented. I was,
1: I was just a little too old, and the whole thing just...
2: Like, Travis Barker, is he dead? No, yeah, he's alive. <laughs> okay. He's had some health
0: issues. Hope you're doing oh, well, no, Travis. Oh, yeah, 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 No, no, yeah, that's okay. Man. And he in, like, a plane <laughs> no, <he's crash>. alive.
2: <laughs> I he's alive. He's, like... like <laughs> Travis Barker's in, like, a Final <laughs> Destination movie. <laughs> he, like, he also, it's... he has, like,
1: a reality show on MTV with his wife or something. And, like, <sighs> they're just... Uh... The, I mean they, I like
2: Travis Barker I, I don't
1: know but he's a drummer <laughs> he's a drummer so he has a checkerboard
2: on his neck I mean, whatever he's all tatted up want, man you know yeah. <laughs> but yeah he was like a super talented because I mean those those punk bassists well punk pop bassists were like yeah. god punk pop drummers were like really the uh, the actual stars of some of those bands because they had to be so fast and so good <laughs> oh, yeah. you know what I mean so like
0: influenced so, so, many, different, so many bands yeah <laughs> My roommate is in a Blink 182 cover band. Hmm. Uh-huh. The Dude Ranch. <laughs> yeah. They chew around, they make good money. <laughs> More money than I'll ever make. I mean shit. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Hey, no, yeah. No disrespect, Blink 182. But let's uh let's see what's next. Thanks,
0: nice. Blink. <laughs> this is I Walked In by Brome.
2: Hmm. Okay. First. So this is
0: the ex-bassist from Third Eye Blind. Whoa. Starting a kind of hip hop rock outfit that um
2: kinda smash di-
0: mouthy didn't kinda last too long <laughs> I would imagine that this is the kind of song that Seth Green's character in Can't Hardly Wait would <laughs> be pre-gaming to yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. oh yeah, 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 yeah. but even, also, even this is a lyric from something else
0: Maybe it's a sign of the times, but if you walk into a party in 1998 and the song was playing, you know, maybe you'd be like, man, this party's awesome. If you walk into a party and the song is playing now, you'd be like, we gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely like a walking song. Uh, this is Brome? <laughs> Brome. Broom, 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 broom. Spell it.
2: Can you spell it really
0: quick? B r o u g h a m. Oh god. It's like no, thank a, you. Like an English, like like a, a horse-drawn hum. carriage. Broom, like a, a broom. I I feel like I I caught a lot of shit
1: for a lot of terrible songs in the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. Bring it on. That one one is bad. That's pretty bad. (laughs) That's a bad song. Uh,
2: I would say that's the first... It's a
1: bad song. The song should feel bad.
2: That's the the first stinker of the album in which we should have a soundboard like, stinker! (laughs) (laughs) I I kind of think of,
1: when we we listen to these albums, (laughs) there's like, I feel like every soundtrack has like, a Few songs that aren't prior hits or not, they're not covers, they're just kind of like songs in there. And a, I, in my ratings, I like to imagine that a soundtrack sinks or floats on the strength of those. Like, that's that's the brick and mortar. That's like, that's, yeah, and that was a bad one. Look,
2: it's not, it's not pretty, you know,
1: but we do, uh, we do the hard work behind the scenes, we're, we can, we're, we're holding together the liner notes, yeah. <laughs> uh. Like I remember that Gin Blossom song that was in Wayne World, Wayne's World 2. Yeah, man. that was like yeah, a good that's, song. That was a good song. Surprisingly good song. good song. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah that okay. was not. Yeah, yeah
2: it's, it's it's you're. I think you're right. It's those filler ones that like get you to the next like. That's what we're really looking for. We're looking the for, the, for the
1: buried gems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This might God, be a buried tor- gem. I'm of torturing next. some metaphors today. <laughs> I know. Gems and mortar in the same. Gems and
0: mortar you guys remember I mean, this next the, artist? The Teamsters. I haven't heard from him in a while. At Busta Rhymes. Oh. Yes! Wow, dude. Turn this... it up, fire it up. Remix. The remix.
2: Oh, yeah, dude. This is... Well, we know it's sampled here, right? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Do
1: you know the producer?
2: Knight Rider. Knight Rider. So this... this Mr. Feeny. Uh, this remix
1: is produced by Timbaland. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is, like, right on his way up. And he... He sampled Knight Rider for another song that he did on his actual record. that was Timbaland and Magoo. Uh, he was apparently obsessed with it. <laughs> it's an dude. It, it's an awesome
2: theme song. And I tried to find it on Spotify recently. You cannot find the original. Um, Knight
1: Rider theme this song. sample actually carries it like further than the one that he did on his own album because it has
2: that. Yeah.
0: You guys remember those insane Busta Rhymes Mountain Dew ads? <laughs> where he was like driving a Mountain Dew 18-wheeler like through through like the <laughs> no. desert. It was like a Mad no. Max party what? happening. And he's, like, no. <laughs>
1: like, that was one of the one
0: of the the best things about the late
1: 90s were Busta Rhymes videos. Yeah, yeah. those were like big budget bananas, fisheye lens because it was like uh, oh, Busta. P- I, I really Puff do. Puff Daddy was Rhymes. doing everything with like the same directors, but when. When Busta did it, it was just like he was riding an elephant
0: and everything yeah. was sped up. It was so good.
2: I remember him, like,
0: just uh... like the Busta Mountain Dew commercial? <laughs> so it's like there's apparently the thing. worst audio I've ever heard in my life. We're going to have to call it on that YouTube video. Over. Oh, there,
2: no, yeah. you were playing the song in the background.
0: That's what was no, happening. no, that was just the audio from the video. Are you serious? Yeah. It was
2: that song over <laughs> the Mountain Dew commercial? The song we were just listening to over the Mountain Dew commercial? Are you I sure? Don't
0: know, that's some kind, something happened.
1: <laughs> Just shut it
2: down. <laughs>
1: shut it down. Uh, Buster Rhymes is great. I actually miss. I miss Buster. I miss Buster.
2: Well, I mean, he's not gone.
1: You know. Yeah, but I don't. I don't <laughs> hear him enough he's, anymore. He's not gone he's as long as you remember while. what he taught us. But I think it's weird. Like he, he, like kind of appeared early on on a bunch of Tribe Called Quest songs, which was like very backpackery, and like he definitely became much scarier and like, and like bigger, like as a person. He
2: when, was sh- like he really got into lifting weights and then he shaved his head when he shaved his oh, dreads yeah. i was like hell yeah dude and then like
1: he's I thought still, he's still growing i think he's getting taller every year because every once in a while i'll see him like and he's he's humongous well he's stealing the life force of dmx have you seen dmx, DMX <laughs> <is> getting <laughs> is smaller shrinking.
2: and busta rhymes is it's gaining r- his power
1: <laughs> it's a cross between benjamin button and dorian gray at this yeah, point yeah.
2: All let right, let's hit the next one nick <laughs> no, i don't know Thinking. man <laughs> <laughs> yeah right?
0: computer's frozen oh shit oh. no no all good um
2: Thanks well me. also uh punjabi mc sampled the night rider theme song uh but had the little like indian um like sitar so oh, yeah, the- like ding 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 then it would be like barnard which i love i think the song is called beware of boys and uh wait the
1: the night rider theme had a name uh, no, no, no! Punjabi, oh, the Punjabi MC, okay, yeah,
2: yeah, that song. Uh, which I love that song too. So there was like, and they kind of came out. Uh, you might just like uh, similar, uh, similar uh, times.
1: You might just like Night Rider. I do like. I'm
2: saying I love the Night Rider theme song. I think it's one of the best theme songs of all time.
0: But. Up next, we've got "Hit em with the D- He" by Missy Elliott, uh-huh. Lil' Kim, and Mocha. This is another
2: Timberland production. You don't look like you like it. I like it. No, I do. I do. There's
1: a couple things. One is the I like sounds. It. I like it. The production sounds very, very similar to Aaliyah. Uh, Try again.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, Timbaland had, like, a very narrow aesthetic. Well, and Timbaland got in trouble, like, four times for,
2: like, ripping off stuff and just, like, adding a bunch of effects to it to make it sound like something different. And they were like, nope, look at, like, what the, like, the sound wave chart looks like. And it's the same song.
1: I think he also, it was like a John Fogarty situation where he should have been sued for playswriting himself. Because I feel like there was a lot of, like... <laughs> yeah, he just kept rehashing his own... I think you're right. I
2: think Timbaland had like six good beats, and then just made a career. But out it was of
1: also like, like one of those things I, where I loved Timberland when he was hot. It was like he just produced everything. Yeah, and the entire like, yeah, even like, yeah, a, and like a, the
2: Neptunes. Um, the
1: Neptunes were a little. They were like the next, the next crew to come through yeah. where everything was Neptunes.
2: But golly, man, yeah, Timbaland really blew up that like MTV two scene <laughs> like i don't know if you remember the cable channel mtv Two, but it, like 39 percent of songs on that were timbaland's See, i think
1: like one of his big mistakes is that he included himself in the production where he'd be like what yeah. what? what what and then he would be in the videos too and so over saturation yeah, just...
2: man I don't, you know that's what do they say Hogs get slaughtered. <laughs> you know, greedy, greedy hogs get slaughtered. Dude. Like you gotta, you gotta step out of the limelight. You know? Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, no, no. This is we,
0: breaking news, guys. Breaking, breaking soundtrack news. I got some
1: breaking news right this in the middle of our break, album right, oh, oh review. God. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> Pitbull is covering Toto's Africa for the Aquaman soundtrack. No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! 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 Oh, God damn it. Shut it down!
2: Shut it down! Oh, oh.
0: shit! It's so there. Wow! Okay, so we this is big news.
1: So big we, soundtrack news. Soundtrack. We got cover. We got Toto. Three of our favorite things. And <laughs> what's the fourth thing? <sighs> Pitbull. Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> what, are Mist, de- what are we? What Mr. are we? Mr. What are we dealing with? What have we got World on Ride. our hands?
0: Ocean, the ocean. Oh, this is it. So this is, it. is all it? the Aquaman
2: saying even in the ocean you're gonna have to deal with Pitbull
0: oh no oh no why (laughs) when asked why he took on the task of creating this oceanic masterpiece Pitbull told Entertainment Weekly bottom line water gives us freedom right
2: couldn't have said it better myself Pitbull
0: Aquaman is in theaters December 21st. <laughs>
1: oh, God. I mean, should we go guys? Pitbull is essentially He is like a cover band who's constantly tr- covering different bands. It's like some sort of like cancer that's like always like evolving into something different.
2: I think it's just a guy that's never turned down an offer. But like <laughs> dude, he's a uh, uh, Bud Light, Dr Pepper, Walmart. Like he is, he will never say no, and he... like, Pitbull should have faded into obscurity twelve years ago, or when but like, like every, a year after he every came hit out.
1: He has is like a is essentially a cover where he has yeah. somebody singing a famous hook, and then like something. It's like and he
2: dicks around on top of it <laughs> for like two <laughs> verses, and somebody yeah. else comes in. And then the yeah. the weirder
1: thing that's going on is the song Africa, which, yeah. um, it's making a weird resurgence, but
2: I've, you know, it's so what
1: happened was apparently some teenage girls set up a Twitter account to bully Rivers Cuomo into covering Africa <laughs> Af- and nobody knows why, but, dude, but Africa
2: had like come back into the zeitgeist in a big way, maybe like, it-
1: two years ago. Maybe I remember seeing a it, it lot of It could have memes. been, like, in, a in like, a soundtrack for, like, some animated film or something. <sighs> you,
0: you know what? Weezer just had the cover. Well, that was... This, yeah. this
1: girl, like, essentially wore down Weezer until yeah. they covered Africa, and it charted. It, yeah. like, became their biggest hit in the year <laughs> yeah good for weezer toto and
0: is just happy that like, and, like per, for them they're you know it's like a new generation of people is, might like, be hearing their song
1: like that <laughs> the weezer song is still like fresh in people's mind and now we got pitbull oh yeah.
0: man just leave it alone <laughs> leave toto alone, leave leave him alone. alone.
2: I, okay yes. i want to say like Patton oswald Patton oswalt mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. a t right Is that what you wanted to say? I just want to say that. All right, he had a he had a pretty resident (laughs) comedian. Resident comedian, I should know that. No, Pat Oswalt. Um, he had a comedy bit not too long ago. Oh, maybe this was like seven years ago. About hearing Toto Africa in the um the frozen food section of a grocery store and just being like i'm ready for death <laughs> like this is perfect i want to i never i want to blow my brains out right now and then i think that people like oh i don't know that song and then like maybe that was what spurred a younger generation to look into it you know because somebody like referenced it maybe, mm-hmm. maybe i'm digging way too
1: deep i don't know but mm-hmm. i think the- it might be the kernel. Yeah. kernel. Out of all podcasts, we might be the most pro-Toto podcast. Oh, my God. Proto-Toto. Proto-Toto. Where, I mean, might be the Poptimist in me, but I, I love that song.
2: I, I, I'll fight
1: somebody. So much so that I, like, listen to that If Pitbull, Calvin Harris Pitbull touches cover.
0: Rosanna, I'm going to fucking kill somebody. <laughs>
1: I was uh, listening to that Pitbull one in, in preparation, trying to inoculate myself, and uh, I, I got a little pumped up. Yeah. First of all, he starts off and it's he's like learned no lessons from the uh, LL Cool J. <laughs> you think, you think deeper, faster. You know the the deep blue sea. So oh god, because he's talking, He's like oceans, oceans, and something ocean. He's like essentially saying Aquaman. He's a man in the water. <laughs> yeah, no. but then that song deep comes blue sea. on, and it's yeah. like Africa is really good. Yeah, remember I mean, it's only a matter of time.
2: There's there's been other. Rap songs that have covered or that have sampled Toto, right? I don't know Toto Africa. I want to say it's. Uh, are we calling that a rap song? Though? <laughs> Pitbull is what he does. Rap. Remember but the is bo- it remember the bottom Reggae line Tone? here.
0: The bottom line is water gives us freedom. Water yeah. gives us freedom. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, well, I'm back, sold. Back to the yeah, back to yeah. the album I'm review. I'm We're all Just going to see the... Aquaman
2: opening night.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Up next is "Swing My Way" by KP and Envy.
1: Dude, this sounds like another Aaliyah song, too. I thought that this sounded kind of like Destiny's Child, Say My Name. Yeah, yeah. Oh, i looked sure. it up. So, this is a, a strange remix that actually sounds like more normal than the, the regular songs, a little bit drum and bassy and kind of fast. Interesting. Wait, who is this
0: again? JP and NB. Someone you've never heard of. Yeah. Never
1: heard of them. And the production, I was like, oh, is this another Timberland? No. And I was like, I guess this was just- it was just the sound that everybody was doing in
0: 1998. Yeah. What you walk- do you, you walk into a party and this song is playing. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do? Yeah. I'm- I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Sticking around.
1: I'm,
2: I'm sticking around.
0: But I
1: probably think that it's like a Destiny's Child song.
2: Yeah. I'm obnoxiously asking the bartender- what's this song? Hey! Hey! Yeah. Hey! Is this hey. 3LW?
0: <laughs> Shazam.
2: Uh, is this in vogue? <laughs> Is that seven years earlier than this song? Okay.
1: If I um, walk into a high school yeah. party and that's playing, I'm immediately distrustful. Yeah. Who put this on?
0: Yeah. Caleb, you can't be walking into a high school party. <laughs> Maybe I'm breaking it up. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, if, if you're breaking up a high school party, your first questions are going to be like, "All
2: right, where? Are the, give me what? the who's who's our Too solution. loud and wait, what is this song? Yeah. Who put hey. this on? Hey. Something's weird here." I don't know if you kids like podcasts. I uh, <laughs> um,
0: I can't hardly wait for this next track. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry I stole your thunder <laughs> with the introduction. <laughs> I, I hope you guys will forgive me for that one. You can do it I'm next gonna week. I'm going to be mad if you don't use that four more times in oh, yeah. this episode. I can't hardly wait. This is Flashlight by Parliament. Oh, have,
2: pff, awesome song. <laughs>
0: Big Parliament Dude. fan. Love that they put this on the soundtrack. Yeah. I think this is what happens when George Clinton and Bernie were are all get together and take a bunch of acid. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Parliament? Yeah. 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 That's about right. Yeah. Bye-bye. I put this song on at a party summer going into high school senior year. And I remember one girl in particular will not be named i to protect the innocent come on say yeah. no, cause you guys do no 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 name don't it doesn't matter but like at about here she was like no 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 and just shut it off and I was like whoa alright Jesus Christ I remember like never getting a, a, that much of an emphatic no for the rest of my life when putting on moose
1: so I don't I don't know how interesting this is I'm I collect records I have a few Parliament, not interesting Parliament that records. <laughs> <laughs> Bring I button. love like I love that. I think I might have that song. Caleb has an awesome record collection. There's a weird sure. distinction between Parliament and Funkadelic, where it used, like it started. I think as Parliament Funkadelic, and then they would release records under at the same time under one. Yeah. They would have one Parliament record, then one Funkadelic record, then there'd be a George Clinton record. Yeah,
2: can you can you please explain the difference between? Uh, no, so th- I have no idea. <laughs> really? I have no idea. Because it all sounds the same to me, and I was like, these are different
1: names? I, like, I really think it's the uh- same... Uh, maybe I'm betraying how much uh, research I did for this episode. But I, don't, <laughs> I, have
2: no idea. I always thought it was like a, a, you know, I was downloading all these on Napster at the time, and I was like, I think these are these mislabeled. Does no one know which <laughs> band is which? Like, what's well, going
1: on? I for a long time, I I thought that it was maybe like a Jefferson Airplane went into Jefferson Starship went into Starship. Yeah, yeah.
2: But these things were happening at the same time. <laughs> so, it's, it's George George Clinton has like a bunch of records. Yeah, by himself.
1: Well, so it. <laughs> And then yeah, and, P-funk and Bootsy, Bootsy Collins is in it, and yeah. I don't know. Okay, I'm glad someone else is confused <laughs> because I've
2: always I've F- right like, in, right in, right please. in. Maybe I'm too dumb. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> please, please comment on uh, our Yelps. C- See <laughs> at CG Darden. Uh,
0: maybe it, maybe it's guns. character based because you know the songs of theirs have a lot of different characters.
1: It could be because I feel like. Not only did it seem like the outfits are the same, but also there was a lot of people coming and going. It sounds the same. And disappearing. It looks the same. It smells like a duck. I always like, (laughs) I'll go out and I'll be in a record store and I'll find something. I'm like, oh, like, is is this Parliament record any good? And then I'll accidentally look up Parliament Funkadelic. And it won't be listed because I'm looking at the Funkadelic discography and not the Parliament discography. And isn't
2: there a P-Funk Parliament as well?
1: <laughs> isn't there I, a I, I, know.
2: Know. I want to see, see this. John, cr- John Mellon Camp. Yeah. John, John Cougar, Cougar,
1: Cougar Mellon
0: John Camp Cougar Mellon. <laughs> and I,
1: I know that George Clinton did stuff under John his own name Camelope. too. Which is like the thing that always boggles my mind is the uh, lead singer of Black Keys when he did his solo record. <laughs> It's, like, wait, it's just him and a drummer, and he decided he had to have a solo record.
2: And you're like, wait, okay, just telling. Your you couldn't friend, get the drummer on board for this project. <laughs> well, no. So here's here's how I think that happened: was that the Black Keys lead singer was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't, I think we're off tomorrow. I think we're off tomorrow in the studio sp- <laughs> studio space. You, yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna pick it up on Saturday. So you just show up uh, Saturday, and I'll I'll be in there. <laughs> like I'm gonna I'm gonna take off time too. And then you just
1: showed up at the studio and like. Deviantly recorded his own shit. <laughs> Patrick Carney's just like, <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, I I didn't know we were recording today. It's like, no 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 no, we're done we're done we're done. We're yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> Had his own vision. I it's guess. about
0: halfway through, guys. Okay, it's gonna take us to break. All right, let's get more funky, Delilah. Yeah, on the way out. Oh, funky.
2: It's getting crazy in
0: Put my sunglasses studio. on so I feel cool. <laughs>
2: Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Tracklisting Podcast. Uh, please like and subscribe, and make sure to rate and review on iTunes. That's important. Spotify, you can also find us there.
1: Caleb? Uh, we really appreciate it. And also, we're on social media if you want to find us on Twitter. That is at tracklistingpod And I think you can find us on Instagram Instagram is podcast. And I think we actually might have an old-fashioned website Oh, tracklistingpodcast.com <laughs> and, uh, no Facebook
0: <laughs> No Facebook allowed, sorry Mark Too old You ruined our democracy! <laughs> Thanks for listening, we love y'all Welcome back, Nick Caleb, Chris Lab. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> let's try that again Nick Chris, Caleb, (laughs) welcome back to track listing. (laughs)
1: Uh, Okay. So before we get back to the the second half of the record, uh, we're actually, we have a segment here. We call collaborate and listen, which is uh, our friend Nick here has brought in um, some examples of the obscure and absurd uh, world of soundtrack collaborations. And he's going to quiz us to see how much we can glean so uh, you've got three uh, possible correct answers, one of which.
0: One of which is correct. So I'm going to read you guys three choices. Two are incorrect and one is correct. So you have to guess which is correct.
1: Should we redo all this? I feel like that was really bad. <laughs> I feel like it's fine.
2: Keep going. It's like the behind the yeah. scenes. <laughs> the curtain
0: is drawn back, everybody. Drawn back yeah. <laughs> you
2: didn't like that? You just didn't like your own thing? Or what, what happened?
1: You know when you feel like you're drowning? <laughs> <laughs> All too well, man.
0: And then like the water lights on fire. Hey. <laughs> I'm going to read I'm going to read 3 3 tracks and uh, th- three collaborations and one of them is correct. Okay. So, number 1. Boys to Men featuring Carlos Santana. Oh, Jesus Christ. Number 2.
2: Yeah. I just want that to be real.
0: Sir Mix-a-Lot featuring Guar. <laughs> And number oh, 3, man. insane clown posse featuring Jack White. Okay. Once more, Boys to Men featuring Carlos Santana. Got it. Yeah, you know, Sir Mix-a-Lot and Guar. Mm-hmm. And Insane Clown Posse featuring Jack White. I'll let you guys take it away. See, so you okay. feel
2: like the last one of the last two influenced each other?
1: Don't you think? Um, I definitely remember seeing Sir mix doing a weird collaboration on a soundtrack that it was not with Guar, okay. so I am ruling out that.
2: Well, see, Sir mix was desperate enough to do anything after uh, put him on the glass <laughs> which, uh, <he laughs> you yeah, know, jump like... on it and then put him on the glass, and those were his last Hail so Mary efforts, so boy- I, I, I wouldn't, you know.
1: The boys, to Men and Santana seems a little bit of a, it's too, it's too plausible.
2: Well, I just don't think they'd ever be in the same room together. You know what I mean? I just couldn't so see them So ever. what was the
1: last... <laughs> I'm so sorry. Get the last <laughs> Insane one. Clown Posse oh,
0: featuring Jack White. That's featuring my Jack That's White. my guess. That's I'm your lock, guess? I'm
1: locking in for ICP and... Uh, I'm gonna make you lock in yours before I add a little bit of added rationale for why I'm picking
2: it. I'm gonna go Guar, Sir Mix-a-Lot because of the desperation of Sir Mix-a-Lot and the not give a fuckness of Guar.
1: Okay, I think that ICP is a Detroit band and Jack White is a famous Detroit musician. Wow yeah I can see that too and Jack White will, I can see Jack them. White would like do any show
2: you know he's doing like coffee I shop, think they probably like in owe the
1: same bookie a bunch of money and they somehow get like oh, we gotta do this collaboration or it's like pow But also, like, Jack White's cool enough to do that too you know what I mean how is that cool
2: <laughs> that he was like I'll t- you know I'll on, toss guys. you guys in the book. <laughs> okay, okay all right. All right. final
0: I'm, finally I'm,
1: going Jack. Or I'm going Jack White and ICP alright
2: say that song no, no, it's boys to men. Is it? <laughs> mm. Maybe
1: oh, yeah. oh yeah, that's nice. Mm. Oh, that's, that's ICP. That's SCP. <laughs> <are. Not> <laughs> oh no, in
0: fact, I don't know shit, Jay. I think it was deaf. Deaf as a goat. Nah, no, man, deaf as in he can't hear shit. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that was people. What I know about Mozart is Beef that over. he was a freak. Mozart? Freak.
2: What the fuck are you talking about? Well, he had some underground shit people don't know nothing about. Like what? Like a song called Lick Me, Arse. What the fuck does that mean? It means lick my ass, bitch. Drop that
1: shit, Jack. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Insane Clown Posse featuring Jack White with a Mozart cover of Lick Me, I'm Arse. And we, we said lick we weren't going to do arsh. any
1: Christmas music, and here we are. there right, we go.
0: Oh, <laughs> hey! Good one, good
1: one. Eat shit, Chris. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't know how, how did what, that get made? I don't know what anything. to me. And put
0: that out on Jack White's, like, third man what
1: was uh, That was, yeah. like, an EP or something? A single release? Like, was... Um, uh, I don't know. It's like some sort of fago uh... <laughs> fago produced. Yeah, it's some <laughs> sort of, like... <laughs> get enough of the coupon codes from your orange soda and you it's get a the download code you can oh get.
2: Um, there was something that happened when I heard uh one of the two ICP gentlemen I'm not I can't remember the names. No, uh, <laughs> what up, man. Uh, when they chimed in like a wave of sadness rushed over me and I was like, "Oh man." Because like I thought the the concept of Jack White and ICP collaborating wasn't I was like, "Ah, I could do that." And then when it actually when it came true, I was like, oh man I don't See, like this I, anymore if Nick had included
1: Mozart also that would have been a dead giveaway yeah everybody knows ICP Mozart connection yeah
2: well they knew he no was
1: a, they knew he
0: was a freak dude they knew Mozart was a freak oh. alright do we have a,
1: a second round
0: this is gonna get us back to the soundtrack oh okay no, we're going back in jumping right back in, right back <laughs> in. this is uh, Run DMC with It's Tricky oh
2: yeah Oh yeah baby my recital i think it's very vital to rock, a rock that's right on
0: top very like my sharona like guitar part <laughs> i
1: love this I love this song that's probably sampled from something that i don't know offhand but run-dmc is like famous for the minimal like hip hop or like they really brought down the sampling to the just just the hot just a drum track.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just so know good. them. Uh, and this was the band that collaborated with Aerosmith, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That's yeah. all I know them from. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> <Totally kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know how we feel about
0: Aerosmith on this podcast.
2: <laughs> Add to the Aerosmith jar. you got to
0: put in a dollar. Pass it around. Um,
2: yeah. no, um, no, I remember hear- literally hearing the song from the movie and then downloading it and adding it to my winamp playlist oh. like uh, from from this movie from this movie absolutely i think that it's a little Alice unfair
1: that. because this is obviously like a little bit of an oldie on the soundtrack in a way but oh yeah this is you know parliament and this song are so good
2: oh yeah well they're party
1: songs and this was this was the scene in which
2: i believe the letter was getting like you know moved her. so sh- those sh- those, sh- sh- those, <laughs> those who haven't seen this movie Ethan Embry uh has a letter he's giving to Amanda Amanda right? Beckett Amanda Beckett uh and a, he like loses the letter and it was a letter explaining like his you know uh his undying devotion
0: his unrequited love
2: unrequited love and uh, this, like, he drops it, and then, like, a keg, like, rolls over and, like, carries it for a little bit, and then it like, lands in... flies in a jar of peanuts. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, somebody, you know, flings it across the room, and then it lands in a popcorn thing right in front of Amanda. And I believe this is the song that's playing while it's happening.
0: Maybe not. <laughs> <Could> <laughs> be. That'll be featured on Corrections. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like this movie was responsible for so many awkward like confrontations of nerds <laughs> approaching their crush oh with a crumpled up letter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. I want to apologize to all those poor women, mm. which would maybe still work in the era,
0: you know, that we have texting in, you know, we were touching on earlier, you know, like before social media, but like yeah. maybe a letter could still work in a the movie these days. Given I, I, I got to imagine that
1: teenage dating is the biggest nightmare right now. Yeah.
2: I think it's a lot of like, hey, I like you and they're like, What? And you're like, haha, my friend wrote that. <laughs> like that's, yeah. I think that's it's probably just... <laughs> a lot worse than that. It's probably just
1: pictures of things flying Oh yeah, just
2: dicks flying everywhere. <laughs> yeah, geez. Oh boy.
0: That'll oh, boy. take us into the next <laughs> track, which is the song Hi by Feeder. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember Feeder. I So uh, Feeder is like a you know, alt Brit Pop band. Okay. and basically you know like your poor man's oasis I literally um, feel like this music I remember is a whole them whole, being
1: on soundtracks like multiple soundtracks or compilations or whatever I don't think I have can picture an album cover for Feeder but I know the band I mean this is filler
2: bullshit yeah. semi-sonic rip-off close on, closing time song if
0: you listen to it you know there's still a band they still release albums it's their music is all highly derivative of Foo Fighters, Fountains of Wayne. Yeah. You know, it's
1: just... You said they're British? Uh,
0: or... No, just like... In... Oh, kind of... oh, yeah, I think they are British.
1: Yeah. it's funny, like, Oasis is one of those rare British pop bands that doesn't hide their accent. Yeah. Which makes them kind of, like, interesting in a lot of ways. And it's always disappointing when you... <laughs> It's, it's, you know, making bland music that's trying so hard to be even more bland by being, like,
0: Midwestern. It could be a symptom of them, you know, maybe shooting for a band like Oasis and not being able to secure them for the yeah, soundtrack yeah. for whatever reason. So they're like, well, we can get theater. But it theater. might
1: actually, it might, it's kind of late for Oasis. Like, I think Oasis has kind of fallen out of favor by 98. 98. And for sure. And that that sound right there is, like, a little bit closer to that bland kind of alternative pop.
2: That's like Oasis without the edge.
1: <laughs>
0: Just
1: like, the one thing that like, I always no, hated about still Oasis was grunge. that edge. <laughs> that edge of Oasis, man. <laughs> no, grunge still sucks. We still make anti-grunge music.
0: <laughs> we're still doing it.
1: <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that that might be the worst song we've heard so far. Right, can we write
2: down uh, British bands, for like a later track listing episode, British bands that don't hide their accent as a okay. theme?
1: I like that one. I like that one. I've heard somebody wrote, uh, they, they I, remember I, remember the reading, I remember reading an article talking about the Sex Pistols as the first truly British band, because they were the ones who were like singing with a British accent. And I don't think that's necessarily true, but I think they were maybe the first band from Britain that was like leaning into it. And that was like part of like their identity was like a harsh like working class British accent. Yeah,
2: which I love. I mean, like, because every like diva from England like hides
1: it. Yeah, just so weird. No, I love. The, or is it just because like, it's kind of hard to sing with accents? But like, yeah. it's like the Cranberries with the with the, uh, the Irish, Irish accent, yeah. so good. Oh yeah.
2: Oh, it's and it's haunting and it's beautiful and rest in peace. The uh, uh, yeah. lady from Cranberries yeah. just died. It's right. so sad.
1: I I always like the cranberries.
2: You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here first. We didn't even need the the, the breaking news
1: sting for that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) The (laughs) singer of cranberries died (laughs) nine months
2: ago. Nine months ago, (laughs) easily. Oh, geez. Let's
0: see, that'll take us to the next (laughs) (laughs) track. Going on a high note. (laughs) Once Chris just keeps like (laughs) saying
2: something that really uh, takes the air out of the room. I used to have a crush
1: on her. She's gone. (laughs) She's gone, guys.
0: (laughs) Up next we have Tell Me What to Say by Black Lab.
1: Man. We're really in a dip. Whoa, (laughs) we're in that that B side dip. Here we go. Nope. Nope. Didn't make it.
0: So we've got a run of the mill alternative band here. So I don't and know. this band in general has been featured on many a soundtrack, including Black Spider-Man, wow. <laughs> Varsity Blues, Permanent Midnight, uh, The Buffy, The Vampire Slayer, That's which they made a soundtrack sl- for. That all
2: sounds
1: extremely accurate.
0: It's just filler, <laughs> alternative background.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would like to talk to somebody and know something about how these soundtracks were sequenced, because... If you were trying to make this into a saleable record, I feel like you would try to space out these weird nothing tracks, and I also think that you wouldn't put the like the three hip hop tracks in the middle together.
2: No, see, I, I think they're doing it perfectly because so like you always skip like seven, eight, nine, and then you go to ten, eleven, twelve. You know what I mean? And those are the those are the good ones. You bring it home. They'll give you. They'll forgive you for everything in the middle, but. Beginning is got to be hot.
0: Run DMC is gonna go great into feeder. We're really in. The, we're in the
1: doldrums in this. Yeah, that, yeah. The we're the in the dip, half. guys. Welcome to the dip. Welcome, was, to, welcome to the
2: suck. Like we're not, That like, was back to back. Bull <laughs> jive.
1: Uh, let
0: me follow that up with our next track here by Matthew Sweet, titled "Farther Down."
1: I, I think we're going further down. Uh, I think this might be a slight tick. I don't know the song that well, but. Matthew Sweet, I think, is regarded in some circles as being it's the Seth Green era of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Seth
2: Green is. portion.
0: It's come all on, all I'm all sorry. Movies. I'm sorry. Come on, come on. Into you he's so kind of got like this Michael Stipe thing happening. Yeah. yeah, who he was, he's, who he's he collaborated yeah, with? Yeah, he in was.
1: The past. He was from Athens, Georgia. Just he was like part a, of the
0: Athens yeah. singer songwriter scene back in the day.
1: It's kind of there's this. The genre of power pop exists without ever sinking into my brain. Like I, you know, it's like big star, there's certain groups, there was like, oh, power pop, power pop, yeah, yeah, power pop, and it's like, what is it? It's like, kind of rock, but like, a full, see, Matthew Sweet just to me sounds like he's doing a big star impression, but I guess it's a genre.
2: Yeah, I'm, I mean, I've talked with you about REM before, and like, where does it fit the catalog? And like, who was at these crazy arena venues watching REM in the '90s? Yeah, <laughs> who was there? Who
0: was well,
1: there? It was, <laughs> and you and you told me you schooled me on it. It was college radio was like alternative format radio before alternative like existed. Yeah, and that was like the whole REM and REM. A lot of people our age don't realize that the first like half of their career was really really good. And then it was like shiny, happy people. And then it got like, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it was like hit or miss. Um, But Athens, Georgia, like still like Neutral Milk Hotel, actually, I think was maybe even active because there were a band that got big after they broke up. But I think they were maybe even if not late 90s, like early 2000s Mm -hmm. or something. Um, Really? I think like it's older than you think. No shit. I was
2: always under under the impression it was like 2010, 2011.
1: I think think that they were putting out music while this... I don't know if it's the same
0: guy that made that Smash Mouth one-note version of (laughs) (laughs) All-Star. But there's another guy on YouTube who his thing is switching songs from major to minor. Yeah. You know, it's pretty crazy how he does it. And he takes losing my religion and makes it a, into a major, a major key, key <laughs> which, which somehow will make your day worse <laughs> than hearing the minor key version.
2: What did he do with Mad World?
1: Uh, <laughs> all around yeah. me. Uh, Matthew Sweet. I don't know. I think that. Some people would probably make a case that he is 90s good, Yeah, but to me, I, I, I never really got into him.
2: Yeah, I will n- I'll never listen to that guy again in my life. <laughs> 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 and that'll take us to the next... <laughs> I, I didn't give a shit about that song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you ever
2: want to come on the podcast, I'd yeah. love it. You, but, uh, God, they really... Music
1: again. The people who produce this record really wish that we would have reviewed it halfway through. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stock is dropping. It's just they really front load all the good
2: songs, yeah. and then
1: they just, they're like, ah, I'll figure it out.
0: <laughs> I think we've got a saving grace coming up here. This is The yeah. Replacements with Can't Hardly oh, yeah. Wait.
2: Here we go, here we go. The... Yeah, the title, title eponymous, eponymous track Eponymous, eponymous, eponymous it's upon us Yeah, alright
1: The Replacements are like one of those important bands that I really like But I'm aware of how obsessive their fans are So I never feel like I can talk about them at all so I mean I like, they
0: they kind of they were a they punk have band. Bands they
1: yeah, the replacements are like there's like a you know the only band that matters type of thing. Whoa. yeah. Like er like they, they could started be, they could be than credited
0: as being like an early, you know, they set the set the tone for what became alternative music in a way. Yeah. And, and Shift.
1: It's funny that so the movie is named after this song and the movie is much more like a third eye blind song than yeah. this song. <laughs> so it was definitely, I feel like there's probably like a, like a first draft of this script. They like really had some like heart and edge to it. And somebody was probably like doing dro- like heroin in a bathroom. Yeah. But then it got, it got,
0: there, there were drug scenes that they ended up having to cut to ultimately oh. make this uh, a PG 13 movie. There you go. There's really? people taking shots and maybe like some more drug oriented stuff.
2: So, Like, funnily enough, I remember in middle school, we had one of those anti-drug, like, multimedia presentations, and there were, like... Like, dare. Yeah, it was, like, a dare thing, but this was definitely, like, a... We gotta talk to kids like they know how to talk. (laughs) Like, I don't know, we gotta get on their level. And they used a bunch of clips from Can't Hardly Wait (laughs) to be like, guys, no party... Like, this is what happens when you party like crazy... And then it like showed like I can't feel my legs, <laughs> and, then it would, like, and then like cut to like a girl that got her face dismembered and then fucking. They, had the the had lyrics
0: in um it's tricky, where uh, you know they're saying like they offer coke and lots of dough, but we just leave it alone. Yeah, Back when, when hip hop had a message, it's yeah. like,
2: "Don't touch crack, doobie
1: yeah. <laughs> 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 um That. So, that Replacement song is probably, so far, or maybe even by the end of it, my maybe my second favorite song on the soundtrack. Really? Okay. I really, really like that That's song. That's a good song. I, yeah, it's, I, like that. I think it's probably my favorite Replacement song, but if you're a Replacement fan, you would probably think that, uh, that was like their pussy song. Yeah. Do you know
0: the song Swing and Party? By the I replacement? do. I do. Which I is a heavily covered song There's by a, uh, Lord... Can we hear and that? Do we hear that song? Do you have that? Yeah, absolutely. There's a
1: good kind of like I can't remember. It's not Poolside, but some band does a cover that it's like. Oh, a Kindness bit, has a good cover.
0: Of
2: yeah, the kind of the kindness. That one's really see, great. I'm, I'm completely dumb with uh with
1: the replacements. The placements are good. They're kind of I'm very ignorant to this. Band. I think they even though they don't have a lot in common with Pavement. This is they're Party part in like the kind of they were before Pavement.
2: Yeah. I want to say I've heard this, or at least in a so cover. many covers. Yeah. I gotta do a deep dive because I loved Pavement. I oh, love Pavement. If you like man. Pavement,
0: oh, yeah, direct um, influence for yeah, sure,
2: for sure.
1: Replacements were like they definitely had a reputation for being like the most difficult indie band that was always in their own way. Pavement? No, uh, oh, the Replacement. Replacements. Um, Just, but no, pretty good, pretty good. Yeah,
0: pretty good. Pretty good. Unlike this next track by <laughs> Dogs Eye View titled "Umbrella." Well, we'll see. But, uh... <laughs> so, what is the deal? Like, it, Did the, movie... the band is called Dogs Eye View? That's dogs like, like you. you can only get away with a band name like that in yeah. the nineties. Yeah, and there were a lot of a dog, like dogs got a lot of love in the nineties.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, well, you can go back to Three Dog Night. Yeah, I was going to say, well, that's the first one yeah, to my Temple
0: mind. Of the dog, Temple of
2: the Dog, Doctor Dog, Snoop Dog. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> this, this movie
1: just really slowed down after half, like, halfway through. Are these songs, like, uh...
0: I don't think it's chronological. It
1: might be chronological. <laughs> it, it probably is. I feel like it all the party be. songs were lumped together. Yeah
0: the letter is still floating around
1: yeah this is just
2: like Ethan Embry in a like, parking lot talking to bottom. like Jenna Elfman Yeah, oh this might be that scene <laughs> yeah, actually. I think this might be that. this scene. might be that scene the, yeah. this Jenna song, Elfman
1: the it, wise old stripper this song is not as bad <laughs> as I thought it was gonna be I'm actually like
2: which Jenna Elfman man I thought she was smoke in this movie she was great I thought she was really good
0: you might remember dogs I view for their other song uh, from around the same time period everything falls apart let's hear it oh a phone call <laughs>
2: Doing now. things just worse I'm drunk can i swear this
1: this actually does sound familiar i got Man, this is a band oh, that... Yeah.
0: That's dog's they, eye view. They
1: sound like bare-naked ladies, but they'd probably oh, be offended yeah. to hear that they... If you were like, hey, like bare-naked ladies, they'd probably punch like, you. Dude, no, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Yes, but, but also
2: a little match, matchbox 20. Like, straight oh. up, what did Sorry, you want to learn about me? I could, I could definitely hear the real world right there.
1: I was always really down on matchbox, matchbox 20. <laughs> Well, you were also thirty-three when they started playing music. Was that? The I was like thirty-four <laughs> when they broke.
2: Yeah. Apparently, uh, the
0: singer of that band was discovered by Adam Duritz from Counting Crows. Wow. Uh, oh oh. Yeah. Yeah. wow! He's like, this Great. guy has something, and he's like, I'll put together a band then. <laughs> Dogs. <idea>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: He got the nod from Adam Durowitz and he's then like, he knew. He's <laughs> like, we're crows,
0: there's black crows, so just don't do the crows thing. <laughs> Look, man, don't do
2: bird's eye view, okay? They're like, oh, <laughs> listen to me. So we're crow's eye view, me, and they're man. like, no, no. No, 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 no. Maybe a dog's eye view. I okay, know, view. you're thinking bird's eye view. Don't do it. <laughs>
0: it's a response okay. to grunge.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is going to take us into the last track on the album. Mm. This is G&R with Paradise City.
2: There we go. All right, this is a classic.
0: So originally, in the script, the the nerd gone cool, William, was supposed to be rocking out to the song Panama by Van Halen. They couldn't get the rights. And they couldn't get the rights to use the song in the movie.
2: But this was, this was iconic but it still in that works. movie, though. I thought this was great. He's like, hey, wait, I know this song. Yeah. My My brother used to play this song when he drove me to school. All the time.
0: Becomes the rock star. Which,
2: that kid is the kid from... Hook. Yeah. And uh, a couple other movies. Charlie Gorseman. Yeah, Dick Tracy.
0: Yeah. Young Jack.
2: Young Jack. (laughs) You are home (laughs) (laughs) Jack.
1: I was like all the, all those kind of early nineties hair medley, like Van Halen, the tail end, like Bon Jovi, Guns N' Roses. I was, by the time I got old enough to start listening to music, it was all about Pearl Jam and Nirvana. Yeah. And all those bands that were literally just a few years older seemed so dated to me that I never got into them. And so of all those bands, Guns N' Roses is the best. And yeah. I think of all the Guns N' Roses song that might be the best Guns N' Roses song. But be- I,
2: Because you were born in the Pacific Northwest, I uh Yeah, there was I've I, definitely I, I gotta I gotta I take issue with your uh... The first
1: time I was in like Pennsylvania in some bar and like Bon Jovi came on and everybody is like a, everybody stopped what they were doing. Yeah. I was like, this is weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think I think you're better for it. I think your like, finger your
2: your finger was on the pulse of like Grunge music and like, no, this shit is lame. Like, you gotta listen to like Nirvana, and Pearl Jam. This is where it's, this is the future, man. This is
0: where I'm picturing a sixth grade Caleb Brown smoking cigarettes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <In it. laughs> and then, uh, what's so funny is this movie, or, uh, this song was used in, uh, Super Bad. So years later they were able to get the rights. And this movie
0: certainly set the you know, set the tone for what those movies were gonna become. I think so. Absolutely.
2: Dana, this was a very this is the overarching theme to Super really.
0: Just how the replacement set the tone for Indie Rock. Yeah,
2: there you go. Yeah. There you go, guys. Can't we'll hardly wait going. for what's next. Can't hardly wait, guys. Um Yeah. Do we want to talk about the movie a little bit more? Because I've I have a lot to
0: Go on. <laughs> okay, I think <laughs> fresh so, faced Jason Segel, watermelon guy,
2: watermelon guy. So many cameos. You yeah. got watermelon guy as Jason Segel. Selma got Blair. Selma Blair's in this. You've got the guy from Scrubs is in this. Wait, he, which guy? Uh, the black guy that's the drummer of the band. Okay, what's his name? I don't know, but He's, I remember uh,
0: Breckin Meyer, the singer of he was uh, in Love uh, Burger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who was dating was the, the writer the guy of the from film Clueless. At the time.
1: It was in Scrubs.
2: yeah yeah I, th- I think his name in this movie is drummer uh, <laughs> oh yeah a lot
1: of them didn't actually
0: what? have yeah names. Uh, like just, girlfriend I, I, three
2: yeah intentionally i think they did that yeah um i think chris owen is his name but he was the shermanator from the american pie movies let <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, me pull this up real quick uh lauren ambrose um, was in it she was so yeah he uh, was the six, feet six, six feet under mm-hmm. uh, he was this, okay so i've got a little little story about uh chris owen um is this like when he he was was like
0: the token like he became the guy that played a lot of like
2: he was he was in this movie called angus uh which i loved uh and i don't know who the lead in angus was but he was the like sidekick i actually
1: remember that soundtrack because it was a lot of like really good 90s alternative music angus is amazing it's a great movie too it's a
2: much better teen movie than uh can't hardly wait but um, I was at a wedding with Chris Owen recently, and <laughs> everyone knows him as the Shermanator, mm. and like the poor bastard has grown into a good-looking man, and he's got a <laughs> wonderful, lovely wife. <laughs> like, he's probably my age like, at this point, so oh, he's yeah, like yeah, yeah. forty-eight. No, he's close to he's close to forty for sure. Don't uh, show or, yourself no, no, no. out. Caleb. <laughs> oh, but um, I was at a wedding with a buddy, and he was like, I got to talk to the Shermanator. And I was like, uh. <laughs> hey, I was like, but I'm telling you, it's not going to go well. Please don't do that. <laughs> but if you do, please say I loved you in Angus and not American Pie or like, I can't, like, the, I think in Can't Really Wait, he was the klepto guy that stole everything, which oh, is a little bit Oh, yeah, better. yeah. But uh, in like, all oh, the American yeah. Pies, he was like a joke, you know, like, Shermanator, you know. Yeah. But I was like, please just if you are gonna do what you're about to do, mention Angus. Cause I think that was like his best role that I can remember. And he was like, Yeah, right. And then my uh. buddy like disappeared and I was like, I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna stick around with this. And then he came back and he was like, Chris, thank you for telling me to mention Angus. He really he was like, You saw that? And I was like, Yeah and you no, know, he didn't, you know? It was like, great. And like I was like, Oh thank God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Like the, the doing that to a, a person, the, there's a net negative. <laughs> like, you just don't be like, Aren't you the guy from the thing that did But anyway, the perfect gentleman, Chris Owen. <laughs> You're out there, man. Um, you know, hey.
0: Well, apparently, the writers uh, said at one point that the parties have you guys seen Say Anything recently? Do you remember Say Anything? Yeah. That's been a there's long There's like long time. a party scene in that movie that they latched onto and had the idea of saying, What about if. The movie was just
2: just that party, just at a party at one yeah, location
0: good. to save money on production costs. We could just like have it in one place. The say and, anything
2: party happens pretty quickly into that movie. Okay, so the original Any- yeah, guess, yeah. the I'm original
0: saying. title for the film was the party, and the studio didn't want to call it the party because of the old Peter Sellers film. In case they decided to do a reboot of that down no, the road, of course,
2: yeah. which we all know never happened.
0: Yeah, of course. We're still <laughs> still waiting, Columbia. Yeah, come on, Peter come on. Sellers. What are, you, what are you waiting on? The
1: estate of Peter Sellers. Do we have any uh, supplementary music before we get to the the final conclusions? Uh, let's
0: let's jump into reviews. Starred for life. Yeah. Starred for life. All right, Start right. For uh, life. right in, folks. We need suggestions. Yeah, for, uh, we're, still, we're still searching for the for review a, segment.
2: Yeah. All right, Chris. As we know, this is a uh, you know. Out of fifteen, out of 15. yeah, this is zero to Dec- fifteen decimal points. Allowed. Decimal points allowed. Are, are, the, are these stars? Or are these just numbers? <laughs> these are stars. Are these tomatoes.
1: Um, it's fifteen. It's obviously stars.
0: <sighs> they're music notes. Okay. Um, <laughs> fifteen quarter notes.
1: I'm gonna give
2: I'm gonna give this ten point three quarter notes, um, only because it really dipped that last half. I was waiting. I was waiting for it to bring it back. I don't think it did. Paradise City was the that was like the the fucking bone they threw us at the end of the album.
0: The uh, money shot.
2: But I was re- I was really ready to give this a good soundtrack rating, you
1: know? That is a pretty good soundtrack rating. Ten
2: point ten point three, is yeah. that what I said. You know, I would have bought this back in the day. (laughs) I would have bought this off the shelf. But you didn't. But I didn't. didn't. But I didn't. So, you know, here we are. All right, 10.3.
1: Caleb? I would probably put it at 9.1. There is a significant dip and a lot of the nostalgia picks at the beginning. Like I said, Blink-182, Third Eye Blind. I really, even after all these years, I just don't want to listen to it. (laughs) It doesn't do much for me. But uh, that replacement song is amazing. Uh, the Guns N' Roses song is great. Uh, Parliament or Funkadelic or whichever the one was. Uh, you know, it was. You know, it was a fun, it was a pretty good. And, a, and also the Busta Rhymes, like the weird <laughs> hip hop interlude that really should have been spread out through the album a little yeah. bit more.
2: Missy Elliott, Busta Rhymes. I love those songs. Yeah, that
1: Missy, and that's like very early Missy. That especially. Did I say Misty Elliott? Misty. Misty <laughs> Elliot? uh, I said Missy Elliott. That Let's Missy song is like weird that. That was kind of like, uh, I feel like um, it was it was a thing where she's actually singing on some of the track. I don't think mm-hmm. we got to any of that, but it was a thing where you were, she was trying to be a little bit of a pop star, and then she, I think uh, Superfly might have been off of the same, uh, or Duper Fly or whatever, off the same record, and then the record after that is when she got amazing. But uh, yeah, I miss I miss Timbaland a little bit. I like those mm-hmm. beats. That, that's like the one nostalgia thing that... that that I guess I'm the age where Timbaland boots. I love them. Nick
2: doesn't seem on board, but I I love Timbaland as well. Timberland. T- it's Timbaland. Timbaland.
1: Right? Timbaland. Like the boot. Like the. I'm bit. not gonna die on this hill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nikki. What? A, this is your. This is your pick
0: for the soundtrack alone. I would say a ten okay. uh, because I think it serves the right purpose. It does have this dip, yeah. You know, in the second half. Um, But if you watch the film, uh, music carries the film the whole way through, and there's so much more music that was not included on the soundtrack. Uh, uh. I remember a lot of music. I maybe would give a supplemental rating of an additional couple of points for just music in the film as a whole. There's some there's some great tracks on there, and obviously it's just hard to clear the license to to get them on a soundtrack. So they probably had to go with these like you know the songs that were just filler for the emotional scenes that you're not supposed to be. You know, really vibing out to.
2: I, I would say this. I mean, I remember this movie having music almost the entire time oh, through yeah. it.
0: There's not a it's moment really without music. You know, it's just the party. Yeah. The whole movie is like at the party. It's and
1: funny. I just realized that that Smash Mouth song was from this album and not the episode we did like two weeks
0: ago. <laughs> There's another. <laughs> wa- walking, like... on the, uh, <laughs> walking on it's... the sun is in the movie, not on the soundtrack. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> not that that would be one. <laughs> Smash Mouth's first breakout hit. Yeah. Um
2: yeah and our, and also kudos to this movie for like giving so many different cameos uh to people that like hadn't quite broken yet Jason siegel Jimmy Presley uh the guy who played Mike Dexter which is also coincidentally the astronaut Mike Dexter Liz Lemon's fake boyfriend in 30 Rock I forgot to <laughs> mention <laughs> same name, um... same name.
0: In the Smash Mouth musical, <laughs> the, no. the name of the town that the uh, that the young girl is from, she's trying to make it big by going on an American Idol style TV show. Oh, the name Christ. of the town that she's from is um, Nash South. Nash South. <laughs> kind of, it's, yeah, I'll let you do the math on that one. Sounds close to Smash yeah. Mouth. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
2: All right. Well what are we gonna listen is, to some supplemental
0: tracks now? This is gonna take us into uh recommendations. Oh, okay. Okay, so okay.
1: this is the part of the episode where we we pick a theme kind of related to the album that we just uh listened to and we we pick a song to add to the Spotify track listing playlist mm-hmm. of recommended songs. So mm-hmm. this this week the theme is Unrequited Love. Yeah. AKA The Nice Guy <laughs> with that crumpled hey, up letter. He
0: ends up getting the girl.
1: Well, sort of. It's ambiguous, right?
2: No.
0: No. no it's like there <laughs> no, they're, No, he gets the girl. And it's like they you know the little uh, montage at the end like yeah. they're still together to this day. Oh,
2: that's right. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. What a, But there is still an element of unrequited love in the process. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he does ultimately end up getting Amanda Beckett, oh, man. prom queen.
2: Yeah, this was uh, just more fodder that ruined a generation of young men uh. Uh, of like, hey, guess what? The only way to get a woman is to you know never talk to her and then do some grand romantic gesture <laughs> in hopes that she loves you because of that. Because that's the way human beings work.
0: He's like, I'm going to get on a bus and go to a Kurt Vonnegut writing workshop. She's like, oh, that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to walk away now. <laughs> And he's like, no, 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 I,
2: no, I can wait like eight hours. Dude, it's interesting you mentioned. I'll get on another bus yeah. to Boston. And like, dude, Say Anything is the same thing too. It's just there like, you I'm, you know, he literally at the beginning of Say Anything, he like calls up a girl he's never spoken to the entirety of high school. And she's like, who is this? He's like I, 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 this is uh, sorry I'm nervous uh, but I'm cool all right bye like I I do karate and wear you know trench coats and stuff you, I don't know could you <laughs> do you think you could
1: make a police sketch of what a what a hollywood screenwriter looks like in high school <laughs> Jesus. Uh. So depressing. All right, uh, Chris, do you want to lead us off with your I, I, your song of unrequited love?
2: I would love to, and I've got to say, I was so excited about this recommendation oh, because no. <laughs> it brought back so many feelings as a uh, as a gangly uh, short. <laughs> Nerdy. oh I idiot. should ask how is how is
1: your screenplay doing? Are you shopping? Oh, might, yeah, no, it's going, it's going. Really, it's going really well. I'll buy it.
2: Um, but uh, so I picked a Nerf Herder golf shirt, and I would like. Can we please at least get to the chorus uh, of this song? I think and,
0: we can get to the chorus.
2: Well, we can try. I, yeah, we'll try. I, I I still enjoy the.
1: I have song. heard of this band. I literally don't know anything about this band, other yeah. than it's a Star Wars reference. so This is 1996
2: album very unrequited and i'm not the one who you can't live without, <laughs> live without. i'm not the one who you want to see i'm not the one excellent guitar work who you want to see This is it. This is my sentiment for a number of years.
0: It appears that they have a, a song titled Van Halen.
1: <laughs>
0: so we'll get to that on the next episode. Those are some uh, crunchy guitar tracks. Man, that is crisp. Man.
2: That is crispy. So a couple of things with this song. And you, you can, you can you know, tell that whenever <laughs> you want to. Um, but, you know, that... that Absolutely expressed my sentiment from like, you know, eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade, when I was, you know, uh, a, a boy who had yet to go through puberty. Uh wondering. this year
0: Chris finally got cues. <laughs> yeah.
2: But like just sitting in my bedroom wondering why girls didn't like me and getting angry because of it, you know. Oh. I feel like that really expresses the sentiment. I think that's a I,
0: sentiment that a lot of people out there can relate yeah, to. Yeah,
2: I don't think that's uh I don't think that's unfair. I just wish you would like me.
1: <laughs> yeah. As a 48-year-old, I can tell you it gets better, Chris. Just <laughs> <laughs> give it some
0: time. Just give it some time. It's a dim light, Darden.
1: Well, again, as as I mentioned earlier, uh, it's best
2: to blame them. <laughs> and it's best to just, just You heard it here folks <laughs> It's best to lock yourself in your Your fucking bedroom And just resent everyone involved In your life uh, for not thinking You're better than you are um, But So the other part about that song And listening to that today uh, Really brought back some great feelings um, uh, <laughs> you doing okay man <laughs>
1: yeah. things good
2: yeah i'm great dude i'm great. Great. Oh, cool. things are good oh he's a oh, lobstering yeah. he's turning into a lobster right in front
1: <laughs> of us smells like
0: bisque
2: um but the other thing is um a gentleman that uh, both of you know and nick was in a band with uh marshall newman who was uh famous for the frontier brothers There you Mm -hmm. go. There you go. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) go. Those are facts. (laughs) (laughs) These are facts. That is great. Uh, So he played this with uh, a bunch of my other friends, Nick Bomber. I I shouldn't be saying full names on the podcast. I don't know if we're, we're, what they're. Don't implicate them. (laughs) (laughs) But they were the headliner of the middle school talent show, and they played that song. And Mm -hmm. it was supposed to be a big deal, because everyone, you know, uh, Brendan and Marshall and Wit Richardson were in a band called Zia, and Will Tanner, of course. Oh my gosh, how could I forget Will Tanner? Fuck, um, I think, yeah, I think it was. I want to, and if I'm forgetting somebody, I apologize. It was Nick, <laughs> Will, Witt, uh, Brendan, and Marshall was lead singer.
1: Nick, what is happening? <laughs> and, and, He's free associating, uh, <laughs> man. <clears throat> Turn the mic
0: off. Is this and a the, confession? Is it? Is he yeah. what? And the
2: second <laughs> that song started. Bass almost like blew out the speakers and it sound. everyone was like "Ah!" Oh, and it sounded it did not sound great okay. and these were my best friends up there trying their best headlining the middle school talent show singing about unrequited love and uh, they did not do well <laughs> and then Marshall at the end of it is like you could hear him on the mic going we blew it we blew it we blew it <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he unplugs the unplugs his. You guitar. don't know how
0: much this is like explaining. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. oh, right. yeah.
2: And like getting um, real, everybody. Like everyone, you know. I yeah. mean, everyone wanted them to do well, and they wanted them to do well too. And it, but Marsh, and I, I think they sounded, you know.
0: This is Love Burger show, and can't hardly wait. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I know. Yeah, it's their first show, man. But the oh, like, no, let's get back together. <laughs> <laughs> let's yeah, let's get back together.
2: But the over the mic. We blew it. We blew it. <laughs> I'll, I will never forget as long as I live. And just like, the, oh, a lot of emotions there. Anyway, sorry. That was a powerful uh, song. Uh, Nerf herder. Golf shirt. There
1: you, know, here you go. Sorry. Sorry to take too much time. No, no, no. <laughs> That's a beautiful story. Mm.
0: I did try to guess what uh, Caleb's song was going to be, and it was not what I thought you were going to choose. Oh, Thought, uh, was it going to be like a Smith song or something? I thought you were going to choose uh, "Love Will Tear Us Apart" by Joy Division. Oh God! Yeah, that's is, like that was my hypothesis. Is that unrequited
2: though? You know, uh, I don't know if that is. It might be,
0: I would say that that's an unrequited just say, love hey, song. if
2: we do this, it's not going to be good. That's what I thought that song oh, was about. Okay. I think it's
1: technically because he was Ian Curtis was married and he was supposedly having a uh, an affair with uh, another woman. Ooh. Um no the song that i chose was just my imagination by the temptations okay. okay which is i i love soul music and the temptations i think the best soul music happened in the 70s when they kind of got out of the motown, that motown stacks like kind of harsh like fast paced like uh band pop and the temptations were kind of a band that was ill-suited to transition into the 70s because they were like one of those I think a four-piece act where you have one guy that was always singing really low, which didn't sound good. It sounded immediately dated in the 70s. Uh, But this song is like the production it's just a perfect like sweet pop song. It breaks my heart. And like the production, the singing, like everything is just
0: Phone lines are still open, everybody.
2: <laughs> this one's for you, Amanda Beckett. Uh, Caleb put this out there for you. and uh, He's asking you to call she into the radio station. Uh, if you feel the same way. <laughs> but it was just my imagination. So he's saying in this song, I'm just thinking too much about it. It's just my imagination.
1: No, it describes like like dating the most beautiful woman and like like feeling so lucky, and then you realize that you were just imagine that you were dating. Uh, uh, what, wait, I was, what is Hewitt? What is the <laughs> what? It's bottoming out, man. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh man, Beckett So you're talking about like I'm dating Jennifer Love Hewitt, and then I realize that I'm just standing outside the party with a crumpled up note. And I was never dating her actually I was just imagining how great it would be
2: It was all a dream
0: a I used to read Word Up Magazine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not unrequited, Not unrequited. <laughs> you Chose the wrong song dude.
2: That's a beautiful song Caleb I'm Thank very you. glad you chose that one Thank you so much I
0: think my pick needs no introduction
1: Oh wow the Boss This is the creepiest song so far I'm on fire uh, I don't think I know this one you guys oh this is the best Bruce Springsteen song uh,
0: yeah there's no, no other Springsteen song like it
2: oh yeah okay
0: which I should make the point that when he says daddy he's not talking about literal daddy yeah because that would change the meaning of this song for the worst
1: Bruce, like, I'm not a big uh, Bruce is another guy that there's obsessive fans that I'm not one of, but like almost all his songs are kind of like written in character. Yeah, yeah. and this one is written by. He's a storyteller. This is from a point of view of like a pretty disturbed, (laughs) like, an obsessive person.
2: Yeah.
0: Tell me now, baby, is he good to you? And can he do to you the things that that I do? Yeah. I can take you higher. Can he? (laughs) <laughs> we'll see. Stay tuned.
2: <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I,
0: I do feel like.
2: Sometimes I think at its, like
0: it's heart, that, that it is an unrequited G-Dollard love song. Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: I think a lot of Bruce Springsteen's. <laughs> unfortunately, a lot of his songs are misinterpreted because of the
0: lyric, "Daddy." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's like sounds too blue collar, and so his yeah. fans think that Assumed. he's the person that he's not. I was gonna say something way worse. The, <laughs> no, no, The, the average on. IQ of his, oh. of his, fan, oh,
2: his fan base damn. is pretty darn low. Okay. And so they're like, born in the USA! Hell yeah, yeah, motherfucker! And you're like, nah, well, this song's actually about like, you know, people returning from Vietnam and getting it's other spat stuff, on man. And stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Nah, like, he said USA. <laughs> and they're just not like, listen, yeah, yeah. listen, guys. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just deeper, in the deeper land. meaning. Yeah, I kind of think that Bruce Springsteen's like low key a little underrated in our generation. Like, I'm not a huge fan, but I yeah. like there's a l- I kind of dip in. There's this album he did called Nebraska that's really scaled back and really good and he just he literally he wrapped up a, a run on Broadway where he had like a he was like doing some acoustic songs and storytelling yeah it was like a, I actually wanted to go pretty, pretty uh, badly it's on Netflix now I haven't watched is it is it really? but it's um, it's supposed to be really good and I'm kind of excited to see it actually
0: that I is the sound of a large truck isn't it and the radiator and the, is the radiator too <laughs> is that Buster Rhymes driving a Mountain Dew 18-wheeler into the apartment
1: well, I think this is a, a, not a bad soundtrack. This actually, if we were going to average out our scores, I, this might be our highest highest rated soundtrack. So we've done far, yeah, so far, so good. Somewhere, and you know what 30. its strength was? No Aerosmith. <laughs> yeah. That's high five, guys! High five! No, oh, we did it. Out
0: of start. we're <laughs> trying to do it, man. We finally got no Edgar Winter group. <laughs> I almost picked one, and it was another soundtrack <laughs> with Frankenstein on it. That song is on so many soundtracks. <laughs>
1: All right, well, thank you everybody for listening. This yep. has been Tracklisting. And, uh, track and tune in next week.
0: Let's have a song that was in the film not featured on the soundtrack play us out, which is a Six Underground remix by Sneaker Pimps. I don't want to say
2: this is when they're seeing this Jennifer is Amanda for the first time walking yeah. into the party.
0: Here she is. Dang. She came. She came. She's here. She's here. You oh good. my god. Are you okay? Oh, okay. what a freak. See you next week. Bye. 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 Sayonara.